Canadian talk. Hey guys, brand new episode. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome, podcast fans. What the fuck? We're here. Why are we here? Because. That's, that's why. Because we do what we do. Because we're humans. Um, so this is episode 22 of a show called Canadian Talk. It is uh, a cast from which I do out of a pod. And uh, I sit here and I cast like so many others. I cast and I cast. And I hope that, that you guys see it. Because I'm nobody. But yet, maybe you see me. And hello. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about everything. We talk about the stuff that makes people mad, the stuff that makes people happy. And that's the way she goes. And we put her through a Canadian lens. Because that's the best, isn't it? That's the most accepting lens. The Canadian lens. American lens is fine too, guys. We're all fine. The North American lens. <clears throat> so, uh, today is actually a unique episode. This is just an intro, actually. I talk with a guy named Stephen Jackson on this episode 22. I happen to have stumbled upon him on the great abyss of the internet, which is actually a wormhole a window into other parallel universes. Um, I found him on Instagram. He's primarily on Instagram under Talk to Jackson. That's his th his thing. So not only is there an NBA player with the same name as me, but spelt with an E, there is, I guess, already a comedian in Los Angeles with the same name as me, except spelt with an E. And he has like 10 times as many followers as I do. Not that followers matter. The content matters. But he is a wonderful fella. So uh, i that's why I brought him on here. Uh, he brought himself on, you know. Um, he asked me if he could be on here. And I was like, of course. Like, you got the same name as me, man. I, I don't know. I was going to ask his middle name, but I was just afraid it would be the same as mine. <laughs> so... This is a Christmas special, people. Merry Christmas to everybody. It's December 23rd. I'm out here working because I like to work. Oh, wait, is it December 23rd? Yes, it's December 23rd. So I set up this podcast here with a guy named Stefan Jackson. He's a comedian. He lives in Los Angeles, which is a pretty fancy place. He hasn't been there for too long. He hasn't been a comedian for too long. But he definitely looks like he has what it takes. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't do any better than him if I was there, so I don't think. So, um... He's out there. We're going to work as clones, so I'm going to handle Canada. He's going to handle America. Uh, we agreed. And uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so I have a chat with him. Uh, Talk to Jackson is, is his handle on Instagram, at Talk to Jackson. I don't know if he has a website. Maybe talktojackson.com or .ca. Um, I don't know if he has a podcast yet, but I know he's a comedian, and I know he's uh, working on it. So that's good. Um who am I? I'm just a, a talking voice on, on the internet. I'm not anything. If I'm, I mean, I'm a comedian, I'm a scientist, but hardly either of those things, right? I've only been here for a quarter of a century. That's not long enough. That's not long enough, is it? I don't think I know shit, do I? So, uh, it was shot right here in the studio. Um, I did it on video call. 
I'm sorry about that. I mean, he's obviously in LA, but I, I like him person a lot better, but it is what it is. And I'm still, um, you know, I've got the new cameras now. I'm going to work on better camera angles, uh, especially for my guest that I have coming up, who is uh, comedian Matthew Murray. And that should be, uh, I'm shooting for December 29th, but I might be doing it a little bit later than that. Uh, just because it's kind of, kind of cold over the next while and the studio needs a little bit more insulation. <laughs> so I might wait until spring to do Matthew Murray, but uh, we'll see what he wants to do. We might, if we have a warm day after Christmas, like December 29th, we might do it and throw it up there next Wednesday. So that'll be a week from today. But uh, this one here, I recorded it today, which is Wednesday, uh, December 23rd. And I'm going to hopefully get it get it put up there today. Because <clears throat> there isn't too much editing I'm going to do to this situation. Because I have to edit my own shit myself. Because I do. I don't know why. Because um, I'm, I guess because I'm cheap. You know, aren't we all fucking cheap? Jeez, I'm, I'm real cheap though. Like, <laughs> I'm cheap because I'm poor, but I'm. Am I poor because I'm cheap? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Life just is what it is, guys. But you just got to keep fucking giving her. Got to keep fucking giving her. Ooh. So, that was my monkey sound, I guess. I do love podcasting. I do love... I, I love listening to podcasts. But there comes a time in life when you have to start giving back after you've had a sufficient amount of influx from from a certain energy source you feel like you owe it so that's what's going on here um as i say always uh thanks for listening everybody thanks to great western for making great beer too bad you didn't beat kokanee this week in price so that's why i've got a kokanee in my hand uh but uh they're group brewed right here in saskatchewan saskatoon in particular which is why we love them and um so they help us make our jokes and they help us entertain the people and be right in everybody's homes to enjoy Christmas with them. And uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. I hope everybody's having a good Christmas. Um, this this podcast certainly made my Christmas better. This this talk with Stefan was with Stephen rather was awesome. Uh, we we at the end we start talking a little bit about life of the having that name and how we've each had to. Even though he's Stephen, everybody thinks it's Stefan. And even though I'm Stefan, everybody thinks mine is Stephen. So we've each had to live with the opposites of that same problem. He's uh, got, about, got about 10 years on me, so he's a little older than me, but he looks very youthful, so he must stay healthy. I didn't ask him too much about his health routine or anything like that. <clears throat> Exercise and that kind of jargon, but we will get into that, I'm sure, in future interviews. Uh, there's no reason that, that that he won't be on. A lot of future interviews uh, coming just, just kind of back and forth for comedians talking about current events and stuff because he's got... Clearly, he's got, he's got, you'll see that he has an opposite viewpoint from me. Not that I'm a right winger, but uh, he, uh, <clears throat> uh, I catch him once trying to put me in a box as an anti-masker. But um, it's like, uh, that's what the LA American people, they like to put you in boxes so they can, they feel they can understand you. Everybody likes to put people in boxes, but uh, <clears throat> um uh, what was I saying? Yeah, that we, we, he's, he's, uh, if I could, I would, I would say, and I, I'm not the be all end all of classifying this gentleman. He can be whatever he likes, but, uh, he has a lot of left leaning principles. And, and I know that he was anti, anti Trump from the interview. So 
Uh, that's you can make certain assumptions from that, whatever. But it, what it does do is, uh, uh, since I have a lot of points against that, it actually makes for a great interview. We talked for nearly two hours, and um, <clears throat> we didn't even scratch the surface. Didn't even didn't even reach the surface. We're still in orbit. Uh, so, I'm. Um, I've already recorded this intro a few times, and then I was like, "That's not good enough." So I'm afraid to stop it at eight minutes because. Like there, there's more I want to say here about this because this was this was like a Christmas this was some sort of a Christmas present to me through a wormhole. Uh, this gentleman, I I I like to think I've made a clone, like a new friend. It's freaking awesome, and he's a comedian too. But and he but he has a regular job and uh, just like I do. Uh, so and we talk a little bit about that, and uh, like how I manage properties and used to be an engineer and how he uh, used to be a teacher and now he's uh, he works for uh, companies as their, you know, clearly probably as their their marketing type of wing, maybe a talker type guy. He works for nonprofits, he says. Uh, so, but he has obviously sales abilities because he wants to be a comedian and is doing well at that. So, um, <clears throat> that's what he does. And uh, other than that, I don't know too much else about him. We talked mostly about current events like coronavirus so uh we'll probably learn more about him personally in the future but uh give it a listen i stay very timid the whole time because i don't want to be uh uh you know i gotta stay i gotta keep i gotta guide the energy but uh, we had very opposite views on a lot of things and i really in the future as we become better friends I, i can't wait to challenge him more on a lot of these things uh sorry if i look like i don't challenge him enough on a few of the things but i just wanted to get out and uh, get people's voice on the line and, uh, and <clears throat> you know, hear what they have to say because that's what it's all about. Um, it's all about increasing the amount of info out there, you know. And um, this is this is one of the... Uh, he's a great guy. I feel like I'm talking about myself. I wish he had a different name so I could, could, could talk about that. But this guy, Stephen Jackson, Stephen Jackson, comedian here, he's got some shit to say. Um, he's trying to make it just like a lot of others, right? And can, being a comedian is trendy right now. Um, and, um, so we get into a lot of things, but there's, there's room, there's room. I really think that he should start a podcast if he hasn't already, but, uh, that's talk to Jackson. <clears throat> and we, in fact, are Canadian talk with Stefan. And uh, that's just easy to find where, and you can find me at stephanjackson.ca, but uh, I'm sure you know that already. So, but yeah, welcome here to episode 22. And yeah, I've, so I have a guest for this one and tune in. So this is a, he offers a perspective of, of a Los Angeles person on, on what's going on right now, even with the riots and stuff that has been going on in those areas, they have a very fear-based belief on the whole virus they he seemed to think that that the, that the lockdowns were are a good idea and uh and things like that he thinks that they can be more nuanced that was a word that he used a lot that that uh you know meaning that our the workers that are enforcing this stuff can show a little more humanity and handle things a little bit more micro for each business to business which we all know but or how about all, like, yeah, so, he, you know, he's always got the right opinions on that and stuff, so that's good, and not that there's right and wrong opinions, but, so he's got some good opinions on that, and, uh, 
so yeah, we talk about coronavirus and um, but yeah, he tries to label me an anti-masker. I'm not an anti-masker. I just I just want there to eventually be an end date because I see it as a, a new article of clothing. Like I, I know they've been wearing it in Japan when they get sick and stuff, but that's because they go to work when they're they're sick or whatever. Like here, when we're sick, we stay home. So. And I, it's not good to, for people to wear masks. I think that the face, this is a personal opinion of mine, I guess. So I think that the face is a part of of who you are. It's you're, you kind of That's how you connect to people. So I don't think we should be covering up our faces. You can't see people smile. And that's, you, we all need to see people smile. And, and that, that, that's important. So... Um, yeah, I didn't. I had these lists, and I hardly even had to get into them with this fella because he's so interesting to uh, listen to. I did a whole lot of listening and not a lot of talking. Um, I don't have a whole lot more to say, guys. Just, uh, I guess this is just give it a listen. It's two hours. If you get through it, thank you very much. Uh, Thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast. Thanks to anyone who uh, has businesses out there that I like to talk about. Um, I hope you guys are all successful, and I hope we all succeed together. <laughs> Woo! Uh, we had our beers today, me and the the, the, the chap. Uh, he he brought some local brews from L.A. there, and uh, but we didn't talk about beer too much. Uh, I had my coconies. He had his beers. It's important to have a couple... I've been wondering about that if maybe like online if I get put under certain uh like warning categories because because uh, there's beer on the show or alcohol um and I guess we talk about drugs as well so I, I wonder if that limits us because I know that like the biggest show is that, well Joe Rogan t- has weed and alcohol on his right so uh Theo Vaughn doesn't and he's probably second biggest I have this list here. I don't even want to get into it. I just want to let, I want to, this is about, this is a good 20 minute intro. I want to let the episode be as it was. I was expecting to talk to him for 15 minutes and then have, and then do a one hour to two hour solo episode and just have his thing be a caveat, but it ended up being great. So please enjoy. Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you all later and I'm going to get this edited fast. So it's up there fucking today. Ooh. I'm, pu- I'm saying it on the record because I'm going to put it on the record so that I actually do it. And I uh, hope everybody has a lovely Christmas and gets the presents they want because we all know Christmas is all about presents. <laughs> Fuck people. It's just presents, baby. Okay, thanks a lot, everybody, boys and girls. Uh, comedy. Everybody should laugh more. And uh, this is episode 22, Stefan Squared, E versus A. Have a good day. recording all this all right okay you're on now it was just hello hello so uh okay this can i'm I'm gonna edit out the beginning of this don't worry so right on i won't make you look stupid okay stupid it's all good okay so here we are for episode 22 of canadian talk with stefan uh for some reason i decided to uh get into the internet a little too deep and i found a guy with the exact same name as me and he lives in LA. He's also a comedian, so I decided to have him on and uh, see what see what his life is like because we basically live in different worlds. 
And uh, since we have the same name, I figured it would just make it easy to meld our lives together. And uh, it's like we can we can be clones of each other and be in two locations at once and get get twice as much done. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that particle thing where if like one's moving somewhere, like we're away in a different dimension, like the other one's spinning in the opposite direction. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. I feel. I, yeah, I feel what was like the first message I sent you. I was like, we're in. Uh, we're in parallel universes, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I was, and I just congra congratulated you on breaking through. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I saw the window, and I was like, all right, that looks like a wormhole. Uh, who's on the other side? It doesn't help that we also kind of look alike, doesn't it? It's. I'm a little bit wrinklier though, because I have to live up in Canada. Yeah, I the uh the 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 gene pool from like the British Isles is pretty shallow, I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that that actually gets me into my. Hold on, I got like a list and stuff here. Um, well, first, I, I, I'm, I'm crying. You told me to drink, drink some beers and, so, yes. and some. Uh, it's the it's the morning for me, but uh, so to that effect, I, you said two. So yeah. I brought one. This is like an LA beer, but it's an IPA, so it's not. It's, I can't do it right at the beginning. But this other one is far from local. It's a Pilsner from Belgium, but I like it a lot. So. Oh yeah, I like it. I, I don't like Pilsner, but I like anything Belgian. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm just drinking some classic Coconies today. That's all right. Left. Uh, the girlfriend poured out all my other beers. So. Oh, shucks. Yeah. Oh, cheers. Nice to meet you, yeah. Stefan. Yeah, nice to meet you. Um, so, yeah, pretty basic, keeping it Coconies today. Here in Saskatchewan, we actually make, uh, like, our own brews, though. I mention them on every episode. Uh, Great Western. Okay. <clears throat> that's do, 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 we make here. That's pretty cool. Do they make it any? But Saskatchewan is in the middle of the state. I, I, I got to say, you won't believe this. I had to look up where Saskatchewan was. No, I, I do believe that. I 100% oh. believe that. It's in the middle of Canada, though, right? It's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, mm. Last I saw, I mean, it's been on, like, uh, what's that Adam Sandler movie where they, uh, um, fucking, I know there's a lot. The one where they, oh, with, with their parents. God, Mr. Ahead. Deeds? No, not Mr. Deeds. Um, it's a newer one, and he's got uh, David Spade in there, and all those guys. And they're all from, are they, and they're all from, and it takes place in Saskatchewan. Uh, well, they mentioned they mentioned Saskatchewan in the in the film. So nice. Okay. Uh, this is why I need my producer. He's not here right now. He moved away, but uh, yeah, he would look that up for us. How um well I, I'm so glad to meet. I, I wore my hat with the letter A on it. Okay. Because that's the big difference between our names. Yeah, exactly. So I was actually going to ask you, uh, like, have you ever asked your mom why she, like, why she spelt it with an E? Mmm. It never came up no. because I always wondered why people spell it with an A. <laughs> so you figured yours was normal. I agree. Yeah. I think, I think yours is normal. Um, that's why I was always asking. My parents, like, hey, why did you pick an A? It seems like you kind of spelt it wrong. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, the interesting thing is that the variations uh, for the when you start dealing with the E, they, they go pretty deep because you can have Stephen, but then you have the other people, and maybe we got to find another guy, Stephen Jackson, with a V E N. Yep. And that sounds the same, Stephen. How do you pronounce yours? Stephen. Stephen, okay, well that's the same as like our prime minister, right? Which is Stephen Harper. He spells it with an E. So yeah, he, he's I, the guy who I, made I, me look bad. That he's 
I, I, you know, we can't control all these Stevens and Stephens running around, and we can always, we can just pray that they're going to uh, do right by our namesake. Yeah, on a no daily doubt. Basis. No doubt, hey. Can you see, see my breath on your camera? It's oh, my Lord. So yeah. are you in a... Are you in a cabin in the woods in Saskatchewan? <laughs> that's what I. That's what I'm trying to make it look like. That's the shtick that I'm going for, kind of. But uh, it's not a cabin in the woods. It, but my, I guess technically to you, my house would be a cabin in the woods. So, uh, but this is actually a structure. I we have pretty big lots here in Canada. Like in LA, I know I know you guys have pretty big houses and stuff. But your lots yeah. probably aren't as big as ours. And your zoning is more tight. But uh, yeah, like we. Uh, I'm a civil engineer, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah. What is, what's your job, real quick? Oh, so, yeah, I... Um, I know you're I a comedian, say... by the way. I didn't do a proper... I'm sorry. I didn't do a proper enough intro. I know you are a would-be comedian with a pretty good online presence. Um, I can insert this at the beginning. I'm also going to do just a solo intro where I talk about our interview. Oh, but, great. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I, I wanted to say, yeah, you're a comedian. I, I saw some of your stuff. You look pretty funny, but fresh to the game, pretty much like me. I Like, I haven't... How many times have you been in front of a crowd and stuff? Oh, um... So I started doing stand-up like during uh, I, 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 during the pandemic. So I, I literally chose to hit the open mic scene in LA at the oh. worst possible time in the history of stand-up. It was like February 2020. I started going out, but then I've done a number of different stuff. Uh, there was a period of time in LA where they opened up um, some like outdoor spaces where they were doing some stand-up, and I and, and I've done that. So. I don't know, probably like okay. six yeah. times or something like that, maybe. So pretty fresh, just like me, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. That's, that's more than me. So, But yeah. I, don't, I don't think I really intend to do too much of that. I think, I, mean, I know that's where the big money is, but, uh, yeah. you know. I don't know who told you that. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll finish what I was saying is, uh, yeah, this is just a, a building that I actually built myself on my, like, on my lot. It's, nice. It's a garage. Some people would call it a garage, but, uh I'll send you some pictures of it. It's not a garage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, I, I I wasn't accusing you of doing a podcast from a garage. Yeah. Or anything like no, that. I, I, I wouldn't be. I, I don't get offended by anything. So. Okay. Don't worry about it. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of a garage type thing. But yeah, I built it myself. I, 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 I take a little, lot of pride in it. I'm in a small apartment in Santa Monica, California. Um, and uh, there's no real lot. I mean, I, I have like a a little balcony. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, I live in an apartment here. I, uh, I'm from here originally, and uh, I, was a, I was a high school teacher for a long time, and then uh, I work now in nonprofits doing, like, uh, doing content um, for nonprofits that help other nonprofits, basically. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I do a lot of writing on my own and, you know, got oh, some... Yeah. Okay. scripts in the hopper and shit like that but uh yeah the the stand-up thing is just because it's because that's it's, another sort of iron in the fire that yeah. i like to, to, oh, to totally kind of yeah. keep up cool so so how long ago did you stop being a teacher oh i'm losing i lost your voice oh oh how long ago did you stop being a teacher uh-oh did did we did you lose me uh-oh can you hear me i can i, I, I can hear you can i can't you? hear you okay okay uh, my thing shows that it's it's recording mm -hmm. my. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. Okay, let's. Uh, mm. Okay, I'm gonna Instagram call you. Man, I don't know what we can do. Shit. 
let's uh what the fuck happened okay this is new to me this is new what made you decide I, to get a mustache i must have had a premonition that you were going to reach out and yeah. shave I, I shaved out a mustache for the first time like a, a fucking like two weeks ago yeah and i think that people it's funny like people always talk about like how um okay so like you know mustaches exude this thing of like confidence right there's like people talk about that but oh, totally just like but, bright hats but uh, yeah let them know you're they can see you're coming but like the uh but the problem with the mustache is that like it's not so much that you exude confidence with the mustache it's that you can't be anything but confident if you have a mustache okay because objectively it's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to have on your face exactly but, like like it's it doesn't make any logical sense so like you can't be like a mopey guy with a mustache no you you look too much like the guy who should know and, and should be running shit if you have a mustache and you're not running shit you're homeless yeah, there's something going on. Yeah, I I feel like um, yeah, if you if you don't, I mean, I, what, yeah, you shave a mustache, you have to basically be in charge all the time. It's kind of like when you um, like okay, so if you go out on a limb in a Halloween with a Halloween costume, and you're like, uh, you do you guys do Halloween in Canada? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, sorry, I, I, I forgive my like. This is this is going to be illuminating for me too. I was excited just because I have so many questions about you and your life too. But me too. The, uh, so uh, so it, it's kind of like if you go out on a limb in a Halloween costume and you like do like sexy tennis player. So you got like short shorts on and like a ridiculous hairdo and like, but then you get like too drunk or like you get into like a bad mood and then all of a sudden you have to have that mood in a ridiculous costume. Yeah, like it just it, it doesn't really work, and I feel the same way about having a mustache. It makes you have to be running shit on your game all the time. Exactly. Yeah, totally. So hey, let's jump into kind of our demographics stuff. Like not demographics, geographics, whatever. Sure. Uh, so what's sure. so what's like what's the temperature like in LA right now around Christmas? All right. Yeah. Right now, it's about seventy degrees. Oh my god! And, it's minus uh, thirty like, right now. I was a little late, wow, because I just went surfing. Oh, so okay. I was swimming in the ocean this morning, oh. up until like 15, 20 minutes ago. Wow, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I was getting a fire ready all morning. <laughs> I know, I can hear the crackle. It's like... I like yeah, that part it, of it. it it's Is like it an ASMR. Yeah, oh, good, good. There's, it's got, I got half ASMR going. So, nice. um... So you're a school teacher. And sorry, I forgot, when did you say you quit no, doing that? I was a school teacher. I quit like four yeah. years ago, and four I've been years. a journalist yeah. and like a content writer for like the past four years. Cool, cool. While I do other uh, fun stuff. All right. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, well, I was an engineer until about two years ago, and then I quit uh, to kind of start. Um, I mostly manage real estate, I guess, here in Canada. Okay. Yeah, nobody really wants to do it because there's a lot of maintenance on the property. Yeah. So you just kind of get the properties and take care of them, uh, and that's pretty much it, you know. So you're like, uh, like what do you manage? Like, so because there's like huge tracts of land, you got like a lot of shit to manage. Like, it's yeah, it, it, taking it, care of the houses that. because of winter and stuff. Like, you have to, there's constant 
maintenance you wouldn't believe it like you have to clean out gutters constantly you have to check the temperatures right so things aren't freezing you have to shovel yeah. all the time you, man uh, uh you know obviously you cut the lawn and that kind of that kind of basic stuff rake the leaves all that kind of mm -hmm. shit what does a civil engineer mean yeah um so basically a civil engineer is um civilization so anything that's in civilization i basically know how to put together so that people can not be savages you know oh wow like uh, uh yeah like i used to when i was a kid i used to be very curious just about how like how do toilets work and how does the water actually get away from the house and that kind of stuff so yeah that's pretty much what i did and then i got to be like 21 when i finished my degree and i was like okay this stuff is boring uh yeah all the people i have to work with are horrible mm -hmm. and ugly and stupid <laughs> and uh this is definitely not what i want to do for my entire life and I, I, um, I don't even care that I just shit on everybody I've ever worked with, because so, everybody that, what's that? Yeah, I was, I, I was most interested by the ugly qualifier of yeah. civil engineers. That's like, well, because that's, like, that's like a blanket statement. With it, yeah. and uh, well, I don't, I don't, I mostly don't, I don't mean engineers are ugly, because like, but we're, we're expected to be the managers basically of the construction yeah. industry, and I yeah. didn't realize that civil engineer translated to construction manager. So, like, is, construction workers are like, you know, usually pretty rough around the edges they're not the yeah, but like, kind of cool, like but... rugged good looks yeah, a lot of mustaches well, like yeah, a lot of mustaches yeah but, but then uh, to be a engineer WD, you have to you know every now and then you run into an alcoholic and uh you know or guys yeah. just there's a lot of rough rough around the edges guys that uh to deal with them day to day and to be their manager can be yeah can be a little bit much but then also it's also probably not any fun just like you know, bossing around a bunch of ugly pencil butchers in the engineering community. Yeah. Uh, well, I always thought it was going to be more design because I originally got into engineering because I'm like a math guy. I like yeah. math for some reason. But um, and then there was I found out there wasn't a whole lot of that in it. It was just really a, a whole lot of construction and uh, job sites and. But I mean, I guess I should have expected that because of where I live, right? Like yeah. when I it's weird. That's actually well kind of a little bit of a gradient between our two different lives too is I grew up thinking that my life was like well actually are you original sorry are you originally from LA so yeah I, I I've been here I, I moved to LA when I was like in third grade in 1990 I was born on the east coast um okay. and I lived in like New York and Idaho for a bit, and then I lived in, uh, and then I moved to LA in like oh, 1990. Well yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I grew up in Canada, so Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Okay. That uh, that it was like America, basically. Okay. But it, I didn't realize that that it's not. It's, we don't live like you know we don't live in igloos, but mm -hmm. we, there isn't a whole lot going on up here. There isn't a whole lot of jobs. If you want jobs, you pretty much have to work in infrastructure creation. Like I said, like construction sites and uh wow so all not all not very interesting so i basically did that for as long as i had to to make enough money so that i wasn't homeless and then mm -hmm. now i'm kind of doing other artistic pursuits yeah like that. yeah um, totally yeah i think you think like civil engineer i mean your definition of civil engineering like designing civilization is is a pretty broad one do you think that maybe it was it was just casting too wide a net um, maybe I mean that the the wide net is probably the only reason I was able to get jobs. You know, That's yeah. How people go into it. Um, 
what do you what do you, what do you Canadians drink in the morning? Like like co- coffee, yeah. tea. A lot of like, people, a lot of people drink coffee. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mostly just drink beer. But beer. I was about to say, is it is it like coffee, tea, or like Labatt? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, well, lot, we do like we definitely like our beer up here. That's for sure. Well, I well, this is the first, this is the longest guy. conversation I've ever had with a Canadian, and yeah. it's this you, is the longest I, conversation I've probably ever had with somebody from uh, from. Well, you're not from LA, but you're I, actually I've I've talked with a lot of Americans, but uh, yeah, you're you've lived in LA for a while, so for a long time. I lived in LA, in California in general. I lived in San Francisco for a long time, but I, it, it is an interesting data point that the longest conversation I've ever had with a Canadian yeah. uh, required me. To start drinking at 10 a.m. Pacific. Good, that was, that was a wanted. very explicit, yeah. specific request yeah. on your end. So, totally. In the name of art, yes, and vacation. Must, yeah, that's one of our our tenants here on this podcast is we enable we enable drinking. Hey, so, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, um, so that's kind of your take on Canadians. What so the people in LA are they uh are they a bunch of like softies? Ah. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't know, like, softies, like, um, I think, you know, I think it's, LA is, LA is such a crazy place, man, it's, it's there, I looked it up the other day, there's, in my county, which is, like, the greater Los Angeles area, 10 million people live here. That's 10 times uh, my entire province. My province has 1 million people. Yeah, and this is the whole, this is just the city, so, like, and when you do things in LA, you're literally part of a contiguous geographic space that is filled 10 million people so it's all great it's you know there's an interesting thing that's happened too with like i lived in la and i lived in san francisco and i spent a lot of most of my adult life after college in san francisco and um what was really interesting in being from la in san francisco there's this there's this real interesting like hatfield mccoy thing that happens from san francisco and la like yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. How yeah. old are you, by the way? I didn't. I forgot to ask you that. Uh, I am thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. How old are you? You got a decade on me. I got a decade. Yeah. A tenner. Yeah. Well, doesn't look it though, right? Hey, man. You, you got good. that. Looking good. Coastal living. Thanks. Yeah, I was gonna say most of, most of people from LA. Oh, uh, two questions. So, like, even so, all my favorite kind of major comedians from LA. I'm sure you'll know who they all are. Um. A lot of them say that everybody from LA is is pussies. So you don't agree with that? Oh no, not at all. Yeah, oh, you're, uh, you, you take you take me, guy, a typical guy with a mustache. I'm tough as fucking nails, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. We're, we're bred. It, they. Uh, and the Lord with the local, like people who've lived there their whole life. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, it's. I wouldn't say that we're like. We're not like podcasts in a garage in Saskatchewan tough. Yeah. <laughs> but we're like, we're pretty fucking tough, man. Okay. Like, for example, uh, you know, I didn't even ask to have my artisan bread and charred eggplant dip for breakfast on this podcast. I just fucking walked right in, yeah. scratched the beer, yeah. and started fucking eating. Yeah. And that's, that's a tough guy move. That's how we do it down here. Yeah. You just, that's you how, we, that's how we do. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the next thing I was going to ask is, uh, oh, fuck, it totally fell out of my head. Um, what's your What's your favorite comedy club down there? Uh, the Comedy Store, obviously. It, it, it's nice. fantastic. I mean, how often do you go there? 
Well, before, you know, I would go there a fair amount before um, the shutdown happened. And then um, I used to love going to comedy shows up in San Francisco at, like, um, the Punchline. Um, Specifically, it's, like, the coolest venue in California. It's, like, just amazing. People have come out of there, and, like, it's just such a wonderful space and a wonderful room. Um, And then there's also Cobbs in in San Francisco, too. and but you know lately it's it's been crazy man there's no, there's there's fucking nothing to do um so we um do you like to so talk now, politics much what's that are you do you like to talk politics much or are you sure. what do you sure. think about the uh what do you think about that is does it make you mad or does it make you is it happening how it should be to keep people safe or are you mad about what's going on oh you know i think that uh i am i you I think it's the right stuff. I think people. I think we're all taking the right measures in general, right? Like I think that the idea of social distancing outside, wearing masks, keeping within your pods, doing smart, being smart in public is like yep. really, really important. Yep. I also think it's. Um, I also think it's really important that we do. We are modifying our lives, and and I think it's ridiculous when people uh, complain about these measures that we have to take to save people's lives. I think it's a very selfish and immature way to go about it. Yeah. I think that there's there's a certain there's a certain amount of we're using too blunt of an instrument to go about it in certain cases. Like I think that there are ways that like restaurants and other small businesses and, and specifically small businesses could be um, could could be operating in uh, in, in ways that uh, allow them to serve customers and everything, and but just in more common sense ways. I don't think that like always a blanket shutdown for whole sectors um, is is necessarily the way to go because there's a lot of suffering. Like like on you know, small business side too. Yeah, the one, well, pretty much the main thing that I'm opposed to is the blanket shutdowns. Yeah, I think that it, it, the thing is, is that we're not. I don't think that the American psyche is all that great at nuance, um, and uh, we're it, there's like a. So I, I think there's it, the the blanket shutdowns are also a product of the way that the American public acts too, unless there are the, these really black and white contrasting types of laws. So like. If you were to say people, hey, be be use your judgment, you know this can happen, but you have to be mindful here, and it might change, and all of that stuff. I don't think that that we haven't proven the ability to react to that in a mature way that much. So, unfortunately, while I don't agree with them, I do also see where people are coming from when they when they have these like blanket shutdowns too. I don't know. I think it's a pretty complex issue. Like, like what makes it, it complex? Okay, so what may, I think what makes it complex is so to me it seems a bit crazy that you can go into a Best Buy. Do they have those up there, like big box electronics yeah, stores? Yeah, yeah. Target or a Best Buy? Definitely. And. And you know you have to wear your mask, but you're in there. You know you're in a big space and you're interacting. You're doing all that stuff. Yeah. But like, you couldn't like go grab a sandwich and like sit outside 
with like another person, you know, outdoors in like a limited capacity place. Yeah, that's dumb. like that seems to be like it, it, there seems to be like a lot of contradictions and like there's definitely there's, a discontinuity in the logic for sure. Yeah, so you know so, that's like, hard to grasp. Like, but at the same, honestly, like at the same time, we're, it's, it's where where I'm at, it's it's terrifying, you know, like. Um, but there's a vaccine now. Yeah, I mean, that's not gonna. I mean, that's not gonna affect our. That's not gonna. We're not gonna be going back to normal as a result of that vaccine for so okay. long. And like, do you think, um, do you think that uh, people should wear masks for forever? N forever? No, I don't think no? so. Not forever. Okay. No, I mean, I think like once there is really, it's really calmed down. There is a vaccine, but you know, I think that we are. It's really hard. I think, like, I have this thing where it's like. I, when it's raining outside, I truly have a difficult time uh, when picturing what it looks like when it's sunny, because it's like that's your whole world, right? Like, okay. and I think that the, that metaphor holds true for people like in the midst of where we're at now. Like, it's really hard to imagine that there will be like it. We're never going to go back to exactly the way we were before because we're all changed as a civilization. But I do think that like in a year, maybe around this time next year, it's going to be like. It, it it will feel the way somewhat it used the way it somewhat used to be, but until there's a widespread vaccine like mass in public, hell yeah! I mean, like we we're we got so fucked over by this dickhead president that like who who decided to politicize a public health issue, and as a result, it's it, it, there's even this question and there's a mass debate and there's all this crazy shit and it's like. It's, it's conflating these very two different issues between identity politics and like public health. And I think that that's for like sure, a real for sure. So, problem. so what makes you think, um, sorry, I got kind of specific questions as you go. Yeah, come on, yeah, bring them on. You're saying a lot of stuff, of course, that I've thought through as well. I'm, I'm glad you've thought through this stuff so well. But um, so what makes you think that uh, it was Trump that uh, that politicized the topic and not, not his adversaries? Well, um, so Trump, is exactly what he does is that he finds really visual, vis visual, literal, symbolic um, sticking points okay. that he's able to then politicize and and, and turn up levers yeah. on like a very enraged base. And uh, so, sorry, it, say that again. Can you say that again? Yeah, sure. So like he, he what he does is he Trump really likes to find these like visible, symbolic, very literal. Um, uh, uh, sticking points, or symbols, or um, or or items, or objects, or belief systems that he can basically turn into this very divisive, an otherwise a potentially nuanced conversation is suddenly a very divisive either or thing with him. So, you know, well, he, he sees everything from a place of competition, right? Well, competition, adversarial. Did you say something about Aryan race? What's that? I thought I heard you say something. About, did I hear you say the word Aryan? God no. Oh, God. Uh, I was like, yeah. okay, that was my mind. I, I, I was like, did he, did well, he start to talk he, about that crazy racial stuff? He definitely uh, is. I, I, I don't doubt that him, him using again race. I mean, he's yeah, used that proud voice thing was weird. Hey, point of division to like expand this like widening rift in America and. Yeah. society right that was already As president there. ever mentioned like that when he said that thing about the proud boys uh 
in front of uh like during a main presidential debate i couldn't believe that that was Mm -hmm. that was pretty pretty divisive he's yeah he's the worst president in american history he's one of the worst people i've ever even fathomed could exist but but the point being about the mass and trump and I heard this, this isn't my idea, this was some political scientist or you know, sociologist who I heard on the radio like months ago. It's like, the thing about a mask is that it is the ultimate identity symbol. It is a, yeah. it is a piece of cloth yeah. on your face, right, that but somebody is asking you. I negatives of that. Like, I'm actually kind of, I, I agree with you, but I see, I think there's going to be a lot of negatives from that, like segregation almost. In what regard? That it's kind of like a flag that you wear on your face to show your, it's the first time where we've had hey, you can show your political leaning just right on your face. And that's the problem, is that it never it never should have gotten to that. Yeah, it yeah. became a public health issue, became a, a political issue, and it never should have been like that. If, you know, brushing your teeth isn't something that Democrats do that Republicans don't, okay, right? I, I'll, I'll, so I'll, just, I'll try to make one point uh, as devil's advocate here. So I'll make one point as to why Trump maybe wouldn't be the culprit of who politicized the situation. So uh, Trump Trump didn't want to close things down. So okay. um, let's say, so uh, let's say, because I talked to this guy who was an old guy, he's a doctor, and he was a doctor during the polio epidemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, the polio epidemic killed killed like kids mostly. Was the doctor like 130 years old? <laughs> no, well, he was, uh, I, he, he, I talked to his son, sorry. Who, so his dad was in the polio epidemic, and then he was also a doctor, and he okay. was telling me about what his dad said. So, okay. oh, oh, hold on. Did we just – oh, I just had a window pop up. No, we're all good. Um, so he was telling me – oh, my goodness. He was telling me about what his dad had said about the polio. Like, we didn't have a shutdown during the polio epidemic, and it killed as many kids as this disease is killing, you know, 80-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are saying, so my only point, so I'm trying to make a point as to why Trump isn't, in, he's not, he didn't, there's a main problem that, that has happened is the lockdown. And we're, we look to situ, other situations where we've ever had to do that. And it's never happened, not even mm-hmm. in polio. So that's the only point I have to make as to where Trump was going in the right direction, kind of like what the historical experts would have done. Whereas the other side was kind of being more of a fear situation. But I, I know that's not a conclusive point, but. What can you say about that? Like, why wouldn't they have shut it down during polio and now all of a sudden shut it down now? Oh, God. I mean, when was polio? Like, 20s, 30s? When was the... the I, I can look that up, yeah. I think that's... I think it's 30s, 40s, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, this is when just off the cuff. So, first of all, if you went back... Um, all right. Yeah, I'm just kind of riffing here. But, okay, if you went back to the Spanish flu... What's interesting is that when the Spanish flu happened, um, many of the same public health guidelines back then held true today. Wearing masks, limiting gatherings, the whole lot, right? You look back at pictures of people during the Spanish flu epidemic back in 1918. People are wearing masks in public, and and they were asked to wash their hands frequently. They were asked to avoid gathering in groups. Yeah. Okay? Same thing. If you look into like what the state of this world or the country was in like polio epidemic and stuff, I, I mean our lives I feel like now are just all the more connected and complicated, and there's like there there's so many different uh, underlying societal and 
public health issues that are at play here. And like, if I if I feel like it just feels like it's hard to, it doesn't really seem like an argument that holds a whole ton of water to compare the coronavirus epidemic in 2020 to a, an epidemic that happened in the 30s, right? Like, I, I just think, like... Well, we have there, double the population. Yeah, yeah, it, there's more people. It's just, everything is sort of different about that. And again, again, the fact that... So Trump is just the biggest fucking idiot in the world because he, he was... Okay. Yeah. He was able... The easiest possible fucking win... For any politician, Republican, Democrat, anyone, okay. is to see this adversary yeah. that's not a foreign country, that's not a war, it's not any of this shit. It's a fucking disease. It's a, it, it's like a it, apparently it seems as though it's like a sentient disease, but it's a disease, right? So the one thing that he could have done, and he would have won, he would have fucking won again. Thank God. In a way, he fucked this up so bad. But if he had just been like, there's a common enemy. We're banding together as a country to fight this thing. Together, we can do this, right? Yes. It's the easiest way to boost popularity broadly. This guy's still only fucking... Biden only squeaked out a fucking win, which is terrifying. After all the crazy shit Trump has done and said. But this guy just barely lost so that and, and a lot of that was because he fucked everything up with this with this pandemic right yeah it would have been the easiest possible thing to approach this as this issue that we can fucking put all our resources to and be together in a unified front against it right yeah. and he did it seems like that's kind of a guy like him that's kind of not really the way his brain works you know? he did everything like, except uh, that yeah. that's the thing that's what's crazy he did everything except that yeah, and he was, he was so focused on, you know, hey, my economy is uh, is booming, uh, my economy's growing, and then he saw, as he is, like he's a he's a right wing guy, he's a he's a, a competition type thinker, so uh, when he saw coronavirus, he saw that it started to lower the economy. Of course, he did the only tactic that he sees. He he cre he created. Uh, he, made it he denied the shit. He denied it because he didn't want. Any, I mean, it's just like he fucking. What if he didn't deny it? What if he just started doing shit right off the bat? Instead, I mean, we the, the way the disease spread, it spreads exponentially. So going unchecked for even as long as it did, had there been a response when they first fucking learned about that shit in January, we would have also, it would have had a lot less time to fucking explode silently. And then, like, the way that, like, it all spreads and shit, it's like, once it gets to a critical mass, it just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah. Well, so I guess in hindsight, can we say, so I guess we can kind of say hindsight now because there's a vaccine, sort of. Oh, um, no. I, I so far from hindsight, we're in the middle of, we're in the middle of the shit. We're about to be actually going in, in, in America, we're about to hit the worst times yet. Really? We're not, you think it's going to no, Yeah, it's, it's only getting worse and it's only going to get worse before it gets better. It's, it's foolish to think that, um, any of that is, uh. We are, is on, gonna, we are on opposite oh, ends of the spectrum on this topic, my man. No, no. I think it's getting better, but before it gets better, it's going to get way fucking worse. I mean, one in 64 people in Los Angeles County have COVID-19. 
Okay, right but, now. but why does that matter? What do you mean? But like, because it doesn't kill very many people. I mean, uh, it, it does. It, it, I mean, so it surpassed heart disease in America as the number one leading cause of death this year. Oh, shit. Heart disease? Look it up. Oh, and um, it, so you, you, have to, you have to think, and it's not just what kills, it's the underlying conditions and then the long haulers and all this sort of shit. It's like, yeah. it's, it's um, I, you know, I know. At this point, man, is I just hope it's not as bad as you're saying it is. <laughs> you, well, I'll tell you, I, 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 you convinced me of some things I think there. Well, I'm, I'm definitely on the opposite end of the spectrum from you on this in that um, I think that, uh, you know, okay, so I'm not anti-climate change or anything like that, right? I'm not, so, I'm a center person. Mm -hmm. I'm not right wing. I'm not like, oh, climate change doesn't exist because the earth has a cyclical temperature cycle. Yeah. Uh, but so, but, and I, I can see that that's sort of the argument I'm taking here, but my argument in this area is a lot more like um, that it, this is just, uh, you know, um, people are living longer than they ever have. Mm -hmm. uh, seniors are smoking marijuana more than they ever have. Uh -huh. uh, I simply think that, that this is another cyclical. Once every 10 years, we have one of these kind of severe uh, viruses. And I think that just because of societal changes, seniors' respiratory systems not being as healthy as they were before, that's my hopeful explanation of what's causing more seniors to die now. Yeah. But also, I don't really know. But I am glad to see that coronavirus doesn't kill young people very often, which makes me happy. Yeah, I mean... And I try to focus on what makes me happy and not what is the fear parts of it. Because oh, the world has to go on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that it, there's, there's a difference between ignoring... Um, I, I, I think that it's important to face reality based on science and based on statistics and all of that stuff and to not be afraid of that but then to modify and adapt to like what like scientific and in in objective realities are right and i think that as a result again of the fact that this has become such a, a, a more than a public health issue it's an identity issue it's a it's a political issue that it that it kind of ob obscures people's ability to really see things for the way they are, right? Because the, the mission, even even in yourself, you're saying you're describing this in terms of an emotional response, and it, it doesn't. It, it, it's that's at the root of a lot of these problems, I think. Now, the thing I want to re rewind about, rewind on, is the senior smoking marijuana thing. Now, like, are you saying that as so are you are you pro or anti cannabis? Pro. Pro. But you think that somehow but, but so to tell me more about what the your comment about how more seniors are smoking marijuana and therefore yeah. what? I'm just what, I, what was, I'm being specific about what societal factors I think are specifically causing this year's virus to be, you know, uh whatever people are saying maybe it's like five to five to fifteen percent more severe than let's yeah. say if you were to look at the st stats from four years ago how many people died from cold and flu and things viruses the, the various strains of those things yeah uh, we're up about 20 to 25 percent because of coronavirus and that in turn is you know quite a few deaths uh, in the high hundreds of thousands right um i forgot what i was talking about <clears throat> well i think i'm just like 
I've yet to hear well, the. Explaining, you, yeah. you asked me to talk about uh, seniors in the connection. Well, yeah, no, I've yet to hear the argument of grandma smokes weed now, so more old people die. That was like a huge joke. That is my argument, yeah. Old people That's are a... smoking weed more because the, the tab. Do you, do you agree that the taboo has kind of went away with uh, seniors and weed? Yeah, of course, but the amount that you have to smoke with cannabis if it, if without chemicals and shit in it for it to cause like like respiratory distress and all that shit is quite a lot. Like when you have to be young. when you're young. Uh send me the link. I'd love to hear this. Okay. Well, you know what? Actually, I think we should maybe just. Like, I think it's time to change topic from the uh, coronavirus and stuff. Um, oh yeah, coronaviruses. Yeah. 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 Um, what I love is, yeah, we didn't get confrontational about it. A lot of people do. And that's one of my biggest fears with the whole thing is the confrontation flag you have to wear on your face and, and all that. Oh, kind of yeah. I get, you know, I, I, I'm a very liberal guy. I'm definitely on the left. I mean, you know, politically, like I, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm middle of the road, but I also have a lot of respect for other ideas and, and like, I, I want to have conversations. I think that there's this, again, we can't fall prey to the same device, right? It's like if, if people are like, yeah. you know, this whole thing with like Trump and everybody's like, if you aren't this, then you're that. And then everybody else on the other side is like, if you aren't yeah. that, then you're this. And like everybody fucking doesn't talk anymore and shit. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah that's uh, a huge problem. Huge problem. Now, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. There, there, there's, there are some caveats to that too. But I mean, I thought, I thought we were getting on – Drink beer and talk about our names and shit. Hey, we are. Uh, I, I had no, I had no idea we were. Good. I'm down, man. But yeah. Um. So, uh, I did want to move on. Um. So, have you heard? Uh. Actually, I guess it's, this is connected to coronavirus too. But, uh, have you heard what Tom Cruise did? Oh, where he chewed everyone out on set. You hear the tape? Yeah. Yeah. What a dick. Holy. I mean, I... see. So you should love him though. Yeah. Sure. I. I, I get it. I mean, but but again, like. If I'll tell you one thing for sure, uh, I'm definitely not going to let my identity be determined by me calling or not calling Tom Cruise a dickhead for yelling at a bunch of people. He's sure he's in the right, right to a certain extent. People got to be following the things. This happened to me in a fish market the other day. I was I I, I was I was buying fish, and um. Uh, and, you know, I got, I was just like kind of not paying attention and I got too close and somebody was like, Hey, you got to move away. You know, oh. and I was like, thank you. and then when I talked to him again, I was like, thank you. Right. You kind oh. of a dick about it too. But I was like, thanks man. Gotta keep make me mad. <laughs> but you got to keep the business open and, and it's not their fault. So if people aren't following these regulations, then they're going to get it fine. And then they get fucked up. And like, so you, you, I mean, it's like, whatever. You don't have to take everything so fucking personally, I don't think. I, yeah. In general, I think that's like a big it, it, that that's totally. We're gonna see a huge I, spike in the dermatology industry because people are gonna start having like a bunch of problems with their face from the masks or something like that. So, all right. So wait, are you? So you you're like anti-mask. Is that what I'm getting at? Is that hey, what I'm Mr. getting? Mr. L.A. Uh, so what we don't do here is uh, we don't actually put people in boxes like that. But ah. I'll, I'll tell you this. What I will tell you is this is um. We talked about it a lot. I, I'm not, I'm not anti-mask, but uh, I do feel there needs to be an end date uh, because, uh, like, like not an end date, but just a, a time. Because I don't want to be like, let's say, like Japan, where, well, when you're sick, you stay home. You don't need a yeah. mask. When you're sick, you stay home. Uh, we're not, we don't live in as close of quarters as they do, really. So we don't, we don't need to wear masks around. And I, I just don't like it because it, 
I feel it it perpetuates this uh, thing where it's it's even more challenges for poor people. It makes the hierarchy even more steep for poor people. You know, it's one more little thing that they have to buy so that, that so that rich people don't think they're dirty or that they're gross. Yeah. Or, hey, you can't come near me. That's just a, more that, potentia. That seems like a that that's a big. I mean, that's another. That's like a really big jump. I mean, I think that like the class class warfare mask conflation is. I, I think it's a. I, I it sounds a bit off base to me, but I mean, I I also think. Um, I don't know when anybody told. So the, you said you want there to be an end date, but then logically, when did somebody tell you that there wouldn't be an end date? Like, what is that? What premise are you basing that yeah. assumption on? I'm 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 not basing it on anything, but I I guess I'm just I guess I'm basing it as purely a devil's advocate point to. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that want the masks to be around kind of always now. Yeah. Yeah. I, Again, though, it's like it's kind of like a, it's like barking up the wrong tree. There's like I don't think that there's any need to like dig in on like the mask forever issue because I haven't really heard anybody say that we're wearing masks forever. I like like again like like I don't know where that's where again that premise I I don't get where that's coming from. Well, I mean, I guess so. You think once, um, but they they're already saying the so that there's a new uh, mutation of the thing. Uh-huh. So, like, when do you think that that the fear would stop? I guess. Like, I was think I've actually been thinking about this too. Kind of, what type of uh, tactics could politicians use to combat or like, hey, we want to go back to normal? I mean, you could sure. you could say, oh, there's an increase in theft or something because people are wearing the masks or something like that. But I don't know how it's ever going to get reversed. Warped. I don't. I don't actually know where you're basing it on. How you think that people won't want to wear them forever now? Well, I mean, I, you know, I think it's like right now there's specific public health regulations because wearing masks do in fact save lives and they stop the spread of coronavirus by and allow you to go out in public and not be quote locked down yeah. so if you wear a mask so what if you, what if you had somebody come up to you? this is stupid again so right i'm just playing the comedian this is for for communication purposes go ahead devil's advocate purposes so like somebody will be like to you you know you'll run into dr phil and he'll be like oh more people die from you know uh, skin cancer they'll say you go outside and you put yourself in danger right because you're going in the sun you put yourself in danger because you're hopping in your car to drive somewhere a yeah lot of people the argument against what you're saying is that people will say there's implicit dangers in everything mm-hmm. and, like life is dangerous and uh and essentially what what what, the, what where the big dissonance is here is people don't understand microbiology and they don't understand math mm-hmm. so and we're, what we're tra- what, what you have to do to understand what's going on in Corona is kind of connect the dots between the two, mm-hmm. which is that like a, a lot of people don't like because again I'm not taking an out- a counterpoint to you because I am kind of sh- I'm expressing that it's not as dangerous as a lot of things that people do, but oh but, you know I'm well then but those are all those, that, that's a logical fallacy. It's like sure you know like if if, if more people die from uh, skydiving or if skydiving is more dangerous. In coronavirus, why are we not banning skydiving? Like, all of that's bullshit. It's like, these are all just, like, flimsy, uh, logical fallacies that, like, for some reason continue to be brought up in the face of, like, hard science and, like, some, in many, in many cases, very reasonable requests of, like, a general public to protect themselves and others, especially the people can who... I, I'm gonna, can I stop you? I just want to ask you a question right there. Sorry. 
Um, yeah. When you say, because I heard you said hard science, and then you said um, the public regulations. Public regulations are good. When you say hard science, I assume that you mean, let's say, uh, the science on uh, the results of what happens when you get the disease. Mm -hmm. um, but but what then? What would you say about people who go, oh, but the hard science actually shows that you know it doesn't kill many people. Yeah. So here's the thing: is that like the disease. St statistically affects different people very differently. So, like, the fact that, like, I could probably get it and be either asymptomatic or just, like, go through the, the, the symptoms that are very much like the flu and pass through it and be okay and not and maybe not you have any of these lingering after effects that they're starting to see in other people long term. Okay. But the problem is, is that if I am not taking like proper regulations when I'm uh, proper precautions like per regulations when I'm out in yeah. public. Yeah. If I get that disease and then I some and then I pass it on to somebody who isn't as healthy as I am, says the guy who's drinking an IPA at ten thirty in the morning, but like who isn't as healthy as I am, then like their experience with this exact same virus could be very, very different than me. Yes, and but, so like, don't you think that 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 we should tell them to stay home? Maybe I know that's we're all we're all in this. This is the other thing. We're all in this whole fucking thing together. Yeah, everybody. We're all in it together. Yeah, we're we're a fucking same team. We're again. It's not about politics. It's not about your identity. It's not about your like belief system on whether or not something's oppressive or going to be long term. Yep. It's a it's a virus. It's something that like. As humanity, we need to start thinking about one another a bit more and not only have that mindset, like you just said, about why, why shouldn't the person who's more at risk stay home? Why should I, my liberties be impinged upon because of him, yeah. right? Because he's sick and I'm healthy. Fuck that. It doesn't make any sense. We're all fucking people. But what about the old people who are like, they're basically retired, essentially? Yeah. Like, okay, well, I think that's a fine line to draw. We don't need to, like... Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for example, here's a controversial opinion. I think we should, you know, we should round up all the old people and kill them and eat them. And, like, I, you know, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, wow, that's really crazy. And, like, here you are with identity politics again. But to me, they've lived their great lives. They're at home. They're not adding to the economy. They're going to fucking die. I so assume let's you're being facetious, right? Oh, no, dead serious. Let's find everybody over the age of 75, round them up, kill them, That's and eat. That's what I thought when I was 17. Yeah, hey, I mean, it's basic science, man. It's basic. It's hard science. It's, it's not, so, yeah. yeah. You just have to be Nazis and eugenicists, right? Oh, no, I'm not touching that one. I mean, I, 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 I it's more about the idea that... Uh, uh, and, of course, I'm fucking around. Because it's like those types of ideas are people who are like... Oh, man, it's this basic thing that what has been laid bare is that we have a very hard time, in America at least, um, coming, seeing beyond ourselves and seeing about, among the, this, the personal rights that we feel are owed to us as individuals yeah. and thinking about a collective society and thinking about how we can all be doing little things to help people that and it's bigger than us. It's bigger than you. Like you yeah. do shit to help people that you may never even meet. 
right? And so, again, do I think that the lockdowns could be more nuanced and they could be more flexible? Yes, of course. That's not, like, necessarily what we need to get into now. Do I think that – do I at least understand where people are coming from? Yes. Like, am I going to go ahead and take the military costs? Like, like, it upsets you when you see kids getting pulled off the of hockey rinks because um, they can't play hockey. I've never – I've never seen a, a child be pulled off a hockey rink. Yeah, I saw a video the other day on the internet of these kids that were playing hockey on a hockey rink, and there was these cops came up and and they were tackling the kids off the ice and stuff like that. And yeah, that, I would say that's yeah. a little bit of a improperly enforced area of the rules. Like, sure, but again, that's like pointing to this one thing and I then know, making I some. Know, I'm not like, to that either. You point to one. This is the yeah. problem: the people one stupid fucking thing happens yeah. you'll point to it and say see this is why it's all wrong it, it, it's it's all yeah. fucking subterfuge it, it, it's like it's a it, it, it all comes down to this thing where people are so tired of being asked to do something for someone they've never met yeah and and and, and so there's an empathy problem yeah. there's, there's, a, problem. there's an identity problem politics yeah, problem. problem on our side is like um on the other side i think from you would be uh, their problem would be is they'd go, but you're not considering um, how fragile the system is. They would go, you know, um, you're actually they they would they would actually say that because you, you know you're saying you're calling the right selfish, right? Um, the right would go, you know, they they think that you're selfish. They think that you guys uh, are like, oh, you know, protect me, protect me. No, I'm not calling but, but again. Them, that's, but to that's, them, that's... sorry, just one last thing, uh, just because to the right, they, to the right wing people, they think they they value the institutions over the individual. So they mm. think that, you know, we all have to look out for the full system and make sure that everything keeps functioning as opposed to protecting old people. So, like, that's that would be, I think, what a counterpoint would be maybe. There's just so many – There, I, I mean, i got to say, there are so many uh, things wrong with, with, with that argument, right, for, on many different levels. So, like, first of all, um, I'm not saying the right selfish. I'm saying people who they who, are though. See, that's the thing. Is actually I'm not saying, no, but I'm not. But I'm not. But I'm not saying that, and okay. nor did I. Okay, so okay. not only that though, I see that people. I, I I would say anybody who's a Democrat or on the far left or anybody who isn't who isn't decided or who's like a like whatever a libertarian mindset is like those people. Anybody who's not doing the, these basic things, I would say, yeah, that's that's being pretty selfish. First of all. Second of all, the idea that the right is more about institutions than the individual, also not true because on the left, it's I think I have, that, I have that backwards, but I, I mean it in a different way. Yeah. Okay, let me just say one thing so I don't sound stupid because I said a few wrong things there. Yeah. Um, uh, the way I like to describe the right and the left is um, they're each trying to accomplish uh, stopping the things that the general public doesn't want, but they go about it in two different ways. The right tries to accomplish problems with economics, and the left tries to accomplish problems with uh, uh, morality. Uh, and th that is essentially the position. I don't know. Yeah, these are just like such huge, unbelievably broad strokes for these like unbelievably nuanced. I like podcasts because we can make broad strokes and then nobody's yeah. here to break yeah. it down. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was just waiting for you to walk back your Nazi eugenics comment about <laughs> Well, I guess I, I, you wanted to let you wanted to let that just kind of just kind of go, or did, well, yeah, did I was going to say. Yeah, I brought that up because we were talking about um, we were talking about um, mass culling of the population or something like that, and I thought, and isn't that that's eugenics, isn't it? Oh, 
My thing about eating old people. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Just, yeah. I was just naming it for you. Oh, no, oh, yeah, right on. No, um, I mean... Hey, I was going to... Right on to the next thing. As I was going to ask you... To be you, clear, uh, though, the eating old people thing, yeah. that's economics. <laughs> that's just fucking... Well, you just found my clip. I'm definitely going to clip that out. The invisible hand of capitalism. That is economics. Okay, so now we know, we've established with the Stephen Jacksons that eating old people is economics. Well, no. Stephen, he's ready for his his, uh, special pot pie. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so who's your favorite comedian? Oh, oh, man. Uh... Or give me I mean, some lists and talk to me most, about why. I mean, like, the most basic thing that one could say, I mean, it's kind of a, it's just, I mean, I think, for me, John Mulaney is my favorite comedian. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. and I just saw that he checked into rehab, which is very interesting. What? I hope that he gets the help he needs. I, he, I would have I never just, seen that coming. I think he's the, well, he was, well, so he was, he, I guess he struggled with addiction at an early age, and he oh. uh, went what sober at 23, and um, I, you know, I, I I just love his comedy, I think he is a genius in, in one of his drug was that, what he, you know, he used, I guess he used to drink and do blow a lot and stuff like that, oh, but I, I don't know enough, because again, like, that's his shit, and like, this is just like, I... Do you do the thing where you constantly, like, Wikipedia people and shit like that? Like, yeah. you just learn, like, where they went to high school and, like, all that stuff. And sure. so, like, yeah. I do that constantly. It's and, important uh, for understanding people, I think. I, I yeah. Think. It's all the information. There's just so much information out there. But anyways, yeah, John yeah, Blaze. I saw a thing. Sorry, a, a, a little tangent. I saw a thing the other day on Wikipedia about the guy who has done – he's famous for doing the most Wikipedia edits ever. They, they essentially call him the author of – the, of Wikipedia. Wow. He's, he's written three million of the of the pages on on Wikipedia. Jesus, this is the guy. He's a white guy from uh, from Britain, and he he didn't get paid a cent to do any of it. Hey man, for the greater good. Hey, I gotta pull the plug in my computer. I'll be right back. Let okay, me get my okay. let me get my my thing. Sure, sure. Wait one second. I'm coming. I'm just gonna take a bathroom break. All right. Yeah, it's definitely cool. We're getting a lot of insight today into the different political views on either side. <clears throat> you can see that LA is a lot more left-leaning, and here in Saskatchewan, we're a lot more conservative. We're getting some fun stuff. This is oh, great. Sure. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not all about coronavirus and politics. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, <sighs> it's all good. All right. Yep. So, um, so yes. So, okay. Um, so 
do you think the taxes are too high in LA? No. No? I don't know. I I fucking Who cares? Fuck who taxes. Cares? Just, who cares? just keep your money in a haven. Taxes and shit like oh that. yeah, who's your uh, who's your favorite comedian? My favorite comedian is John Mulaney. Uh my favorite food is a Chinese chicken salad. Uh my favorite what other comedian do you like? What? Uh, what's that? What other comedians do you like? Oh shit. Um I let me think. I really like David Cross. Ooh. Um I really like it's so funny. I just I, I just uh let me name some people that you probably hate. Go ahead. Theo Vaughn? I don't know him. Okay. I may, may you may be you may be exposing me as an as a bad uh, comedian who doesn't know <laughs> well, enough. You know you've only been really into it for like a year or two. So, um, what about Tom Segura? Oh, he's funny. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Uh, what about uh, Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan, he's such an interesting dude. I mean, but he's it's kind of like a bro. Like I don't really follow a lot of his arguments that much. I don't. I think he's like I can tell all over the place and. I, but yeah, but I mean, in terms of like, he's like a really solid. He's a really good comedian. His jokes are on point. His yep. podcast is good. I mean, yep. like you know, he's a he's like a master of the craft. I, I wouldn't say that I'm like, um, I, I like love Joe Rogan, but I but I also respect him a lot. You know what I mean? Do you eat Do you eat meat? I do. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. You? Yeah, I do. You did mostly like elk and moose and stuff like that up there. Mostly beef, mostly beef. beef. I actually probably more pork because I'm poor, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like you, pork. Do you have? I mean, this, uh, this is a serious question, not like a candidate. Do you have pigs and livestock on your property and such? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Some people have chickens, but not me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's uh? What's like the? Okay, so I know in M- Montreal. There's like poutine. That's like a big thing. The gravy and fries and shit like that. Yes. What's like the? Yet in America, it's like we, we don't like to poop for several days at a time, so we try to make as much cheese as possible. It's a lot, but in America, people are like, "Oh, Americans, cheeseburgers, right?" Like it's like, "Oh, dude, American in the cheeseburger." Yeah, yeah. What's the like Canadian? So cheeseburger is to America as what is to Canada? Poutine, probably. That's yeah. That's probably the mm-hmm. standard answer, I would say. Country nationwide. Nationwide, nationwide. A lot of I'll, times, people in the West would say no. Like they say that the, a poutine is the East Coast thing in Canada, but it's yeah. it's it's Canada wide. Everybody How, loves a poutine. You speak okay. I I mean I can do this all day. Do you speak French? Uh, I do a little bit, and I also speak Spanish. Yeah, a little bit. Does everybody speak a little bit of French in Canada? No, no. They try to teach us to, but we all know that's a stupid language, so. <laughs> is there, um, English is going to take over eventually. Is, is there, like, a Canadian nationalism where you're like, fuck the French kind of thing? No. Well, so, some people are. Like, if you go to Alberta, yes, but that's the only province that acts like Texas. <laughs> is Alberta, so Texas is to America as Alberta, as Alberta is to Canada? Yes, yes. In my opinion. Are things just bigger in Alberta? Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, have, I actually have a tenant right now. Cause so I've got these all these properties, right? I, so I have a bunch of tenants and stuff. 
And uh, I have this one guy who's uh, a lot of times because I own properties around our universities. And, you own um, property? What's that? You own property? Yeah, lots. I remember I was telling you about it. That's I didn't I know you were like a fucking Canadian land baron. <laughs> this is Dude, crazy. You make, you make some money as an engineer. I decided to retire, remember. You retired? Yeah. Did you just own land and and have like a little fiefdom and shit up in Saskatchewan? You betcha. You should move up here, man. It's cheap as shit. I thought you'd never fucking ask. <laughs> you can live in one of my structures for free. What? Oh man, I gotta tell my wife that's this. We're going to Saskatchewan. Oh, she wouldn't be happy though. She wouldn't want to live up here once she sees the weather. I'm you not did? kidding. My wife lived on Vancouver Island for like six oh. years of her life. That's not the same. That's not that's the same as inland. No, no. You guys um, have. I saw the six eight six hoodie. You guys snowboard and ski and shit up there. Oh hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Fuck that's... yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite brand. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, it's freezing inland uh, here. Like, uh, I wasn't kidding. It's you said it's seventy Fahrenheit where you are. It's I don't even know what it would. I think once you get below zero, the Fahrenheit and the Celsius kind of cross over. But you guys not do Fahrenheit in Canada? We don't. But I I, I I know how to use it. What's that? Your Celsius in Canada? Uh, like like if someone says how what, what's the temperature outside, you're gonna tell the person in Celsius. Yes. Yes. God. You know, oh, I've been to Canada once, only once, and I went to Vancouver. That was it. Yeah, I just realized I stopped in the middle of two different stories. So, uh, so yeah, it is actually minus thirty here today, Celsius. So you like it's that means we're literally a hundred degrees different right now in the two temperatures that we're existing in. Even though I guess I got a fire behind me. You're then, minus thirty Celsius. Minus thirty Celsius right now. Yep. Wait, negative thirty Fahrenheit. Negative thirty Celsius. What's cel? Okay, so how? What is that in Fahrenheit? Once, so the formula is uh, Celsius is equal to, uh, uh, sorry, Fahrenheit is equal to Celsius plus. Um, oh my God, I'm not getting the formula. So it's Celsius plus uh, thirty-two times nine over four. I'm fucking. Where are you? You're in Saskatoon right now? Yeah, yeah. Saskatoon weather. That was a pathetic explanation of self. Oh my god, it's 14 degrees Fahrenheit. You gotta remember the the wind chill on there too. Does does your thing that you looked up have wind chill on there? I'm taking a look. I'm just looking at Google. Um, With wind. Yeah. No. Oh man, it's cold. It's cold. And yeah, we just had a blizzard yesterday, so. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... uh, it is uh, not. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then the reason I was talking about my property was, um, yeah, I've got a guy from Texas right now. He's doing his PhD in okay. uh, in neuroscience, and uh, he's staying in one of my houses. And uh, he, um, oh god, you know what? I actually got a story for you. Here you go. Fuck yeah, dude. This is why Wait I love me. podcasts because I would not Wait have thought of this. Uh oh. Did you lose my audio again? Well, I'm there. I'm good. I can oh. hear you. Okay. So I got a guy living in my house. He's doing a PhD in neuroscience. So when I met this guy, Doug, so yeah, I've got this guy living in my house. He's from Texas. And uh, I took him because I usually take all the people that are in, 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 at the U, U of S, the University of Saskatchewan, because mm-hmm. uh, students are usually pretty, pretty fine. And um, so he, he comes in. I, I still have him here. I'm not going to like 
remove him or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, so he's been here for a few months, mm-hmm. and I find out that he's uh, he's been to jail. Oh, for uh, for a hate crime. What? Yep. What is? How did you find this out, dude? Uh, we were we were hanging out one night because um, this Native American band came over and they started playing in my house and I was like, "What the fuck? That's too noisy." Because it was a weekday, so I went up there and I was like, "All right, guys, one more song and then get out of here." Mm-hmm. And uh, and then so I started. I don't usually talk too much with my tenants, but um, yeah, I went up there and uh, all of a sudden he starts telling me about about his past and that he's been to jail, and he's like for a hate crime. And I did not. I, I was just glad it wasn't something violent, but it, it may be. And uh, what? I find out that uh, he was when he was like twenty, he was at a at a pool, and him and his buddies like beat up a Middle Eastern person and was like, "Oh, we caught we caught um, uh, Saddam Hussein." Good God! And he had to go to jail for doing that. Yeah. Can you believe that? And and he and right now he I'm, I've got a lease with this guy. Oh Jesus. Yeah. So that's fucked up. I know. I, mean, I know. I found that, that out and I was like, Shh. that's not great. That's bad. I know. I know. But the thing is, is he's went to jail and now he's out of jail. But it's like the first time I ever met somebody who had actually committed a hate crime. That's no good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was a rough one. Do you know anybody who's who's been convicted of anything criminal? Sure. Not hit crimes and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, nobody. I didn't even know you'd go to jail. I didn't know you could go to jail for six months because of a hate crime. I thought if you were gonna go to jail, it was like for a long time because of a hate crime. It's. I mean, it was assault, right? Uh, I guess I think that would be what it would be. But I don't think he said to me his little excuse, his little caveat was, you know, I didn't, I didn't do anything physical. I just did stuff verbal. So they, yeah, so I got less. Sounds like, sounds like this guy's bad news. I guess that's um, part party now though. I think it happened when he was twenty. So yeah, you know, people change. Maybe where I'm at with that, but. Did he see, does he seem rehabilitated or does he still like, I had no idea. That's the craziest part is he's a 40 year old. Like he's got red hair. He's just totally soft as anybody. The red hair. Yeah. The red hair threw you off. There's, you're like, dude, this guy can't be a bigot. He's got red hair. I was, I pretty much, I saw the fact that he was a ginger and I said, there is a 0% chance that a ginger could be. Violent. What about fucking Charlemagne? That guy fucking murked everybody. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely wrong. I was definitely wrong. Think about it. I mean, redhead, redheads, the yeah, sky. There's some fucked up redheads out yeah. there. Have you heard of Andrew Santino? Oh, yeah. Like He's that. funny. I like him a lot. Think about what's happening to, like, Chris D'Elia and Brian Callen. Do you know those guys? Um, uh, but, Not, uh, you know them, but, like, have you heard oh, their they, stories? Like, they're on, like, the... They're, they're, they've been accused of the Me Too stuff? Yeah, they got big podcasts, and um, Chris D'Elia, they're saying that, you know, that he is like, just because he talked with girls on the internet, mm-hmm. lied about their age, mm-hmm. he's been kind, Chris D'Elia's been kind of cancelled. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big one, because I've been called, like, the blonde Chris D'Elia. Oh, I can see that. You, oh, wow! Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's the, I feel like the they're, I, I, I don't, 
I don't think I want to get into like the cancel culture debate conversation. I mean, I think it's uh, I I need I would need before I can make any. Yeah. I, I need to know more about those two stories. I don't know enough about them totally. to be able to talk about it. So I don't really. Hey, I wanted to warn you for some ideas. I've got a new kind of skit that I'm working on. I'm, I'm calling it the Sleep Talk. Uh, I'm, I'm using one of those Sleep Talk apps, and I'm recording yeah. myself while I sleep. And uh, and uh, But I'm going to be putting in fake shit where I'll just say something stupid that okay. I pretend I'm saying it while – because I think that if you pretend you're saying it while you're sleeping, yeah. can't you get away with saying whatever you want? Uh, that's – there's – there's a real big, that's like a big part of Shakespeare's Othello. It's one of the oh. things that drives, well, Iago tells Othello that he overheard uh, another soldier talking about sleeping with his wife in his sleep. And because, like, the idea that the sleep talk is, uh, you know, the window into the unfettered unconscious. So in this case, you're going to belie yeah. the... The, the 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 truth of sleep talking make it up make the robot listen to it listen to you fake talk in your sleep yes but then i was gonna i was gonna i've got some comedy bits like that i was gonna write in there and just put them in there even though i wouldn't actually say them while i was sleeping. yeah like so i the uh yeah i the other i had a dream the other night where i blacked out and cheated on my wife and then didn't know, but like I didn't, I couldn't remember it. This is in the dream. I drank, I blacked out, I blacked out in the dream. Yeah. You know my wife in the dream, and then woke up, couldn't remember it. But I was still, it was a nightmare. I felt terrible. It was just a oh. devastating nightmare. So I woke up, poked my wife. I was like, oh man, like I had a nightmare. You know, hold me, little spoon. You know, held. She's like, well, nightmare. I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. She's like, well, finally. She's like, well, what, what, what was it? What happened? I was like, oh, man, I had this dream where I blacked out and cheated on you, and it's just terrible. She's like, what? She's like, with who? I was like, I don't know. That's the fucked up part about it. I didn't even get the good part of the sex dream. I only had... The remorseful, yeah. wondering what happened while I blacked out part. Uh, so as I long as she didn't get mad at you and treat it like you actually cheated when it was just no, no, no. My wife was shit. She's awesome. She would never do that. But the uh, the 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 what's funny is is that I got only even in my subconscious, I only got the bad parts, none of the benefit. <laughs> oh man, I've had some good sex dreams. I'm surprised. That's too bad that that happened to you. I know. Tell me about it, man. It's like, and I'm and, and having an IPA. At, oh, it's eleven twenty now. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I was expecting this to only be like a couple of minutes. Uh, oh. I was, gonna, I was just gonna call you and like laugh about our names being the same. So I want to say oh. that this has been great. I'll definitely go through this and, uh, you know, kind of pull out all the good parts and stuff. Yeah. But um, I don't want to keep you for too much. I'm just looking at my thing here. Uh, I don't want to keep you for too much longer. But uh, let me see if I have anything good on here. Where um, um what's like the What's uh, Saskatoon's claim to fame? Uh, we're the we're the city of bridges. Yep. City of bridges. Yep. So our population is only two hundred and fifty thousand approximately, um, and we have like ten bridges. So okay. Yeah, yeah. We're basically our city split in half by a, by a big river that's way too big to build a city on. I don't know why okay. they ever decided to 
it's stupid that they ever built a city on the river where the right here. But mm-hmm. we did, and we built a bunch of. Why didn't you just build a city on one side of the river? Uh, that's a good question. Because <laughs> I guess people were like, uh, you know, not like the river flows different directions on either bank. The, the, I guess because riverfront property is worth a lot, you know, so people were like, let's go over there and make some money. I don't know. The Sask- the enterprising Saskatoonians? Is that what it is? Saskatoonian? Saskatonians, yeah, maybe. I'm not really sure. Yeah, Saskatonians. Saskatchewanians. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you got a lot of bridges. What's the... What's like the food? What what's like the Saskatonian cuisine? What are you guys known for? Like a beef Wellington or like? Hmm. Well, uh, actually, we have Saskatoon berries. So I guess we have a berry. That you have a berry? Like. Yeah, it's it's basically kind of like a raspberry. Where's it on the berry spectrum? Ras? Yeah, it's like a raspberry. It's kind of mixed between a raspberry and a blueberry, and we call it the Saskatoon berry. Huh. And uh, we make, yeah, that's that's our, that's probably our, our most local. Have you ever had a Marionberry? No. They're quite good. Oh, yeah. What, where, yeah. What's that? Where's that from? They got a lot of them up in Oregon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Saskatoon berry is kind of like, yeah, it's, it tastes like a, like a, like a, it looks like a blueberry, but it tastes a little bit more red. It, so, yeah. All right. Oh, well, hey, I was going to ask you, where are you? This is stuff I should have asked at the very beginning, but... <laughs> Whatever. I hope people like meandering interviews. Where you said? Where did? Where were you born in America? New York City, New York. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Can you tell me uh, a story about it, about New York? Um, like what? Something maybe that's interesting happened uh, growing up there, or something that people from Saskatoon would want to know about you, New York. Oh shit. Um, let's think. Hmm. Man, that's a hard one. I mean, so I I lived in New York from the time I was like. Uh, zero years old to like three and a half, and then I lived um, just across the border in, in Connecticut, and then I went to like preschool up to first grade in a suburb of New York City. But I was born in Manhattan. Um, let me think. You know, I, 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 on the spot, it's hard for me to conjure up like any like notable or interesting story about New York City at that time. Okay. Um, uh, I. Hmm, yeah, I don't know. I saw my first pair of boobs at Grand Central Station when I was like three years old. Because, you know, in Grand Central back in the 80s, you like, it was like pretty sketchy, I guess. And, well, I guess I know because I read, but like, it was really sketchy. And uh, so, like, I was in Grand Central Station, which is the big train station in New York City in central Manhattan. And, uh, you know, I had to go to the bathroom. So my mom took me into the bathroom with her, and I saw a big pair of uh, stranger's breast who was changing and I can still see it and that was I mean that was 34 years ago my first pair of boobs that I ever saw probably other than internet was uh, I was I'll say some street names you won't know them but I guess people here would know I was coming up coming down Idlewild and then uh, the travel lodge there I I looked up so that's a hotel here do you guys have travel lodge oh yeah uh, so I looked up at the hotel and on about the third floor there was two girls with their with their shirts up and that was, oh. that was the first boobs I ever saw. I think How I was, old were you? I think I was nine years old. I got your beat. What, sorry, what was that? I got your beat. Yeah. Oh, how, how old were you? Three. Holy shit. That's awesome. Wow. So have you ever seen anybody get jumped or anything like that? 
Um, like, oh, like, is L.A. sketchy and dangerous? Jump or, yeah, like, or New more... York. Like, growing up in New York or L.A., have you seen anything uh, criminal that you'd be like, whoa? Sure. All the time. I, not all the time, but, yeah. I mean, I've seen some interesting stuff. I mean, I it, like, it's so interesting. Like, Santa Monica, and especially even now, it's like, you go back to this thing about people being soft or tame or anything. I mean, like, I'd say it's a generally a pretty nice place to be. Uh, Laney go to the comedy store? Let me think. I don't know. I yeah, I'm sure he's. Done. I I never saw him there. I saw John oh, yeah. Mulaney in San Francisco a bunch of times when um when I was living up there. And that was awesome. Yeah, I bought uh, the comedy store once actually. You did? I bought it. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. So who's your favorite person to see there? And like, uh, have you ever seen something happen there? Because I got a story for you about when I've only been to the comedy store once, and I've got a story for you. So I, mean, I don't have any good comedy story uh, store story. So you should tell oh, me one of yours. Yeah, yeah. So I was I went to the comedy store. We were in. Uh, I was on a, a trip with my girlfriend, and we had went to Las Vegas, and uh, that was boring. Um, yeah. Because when you go with your family, it can you get a picture of it though. Put it on your Instagram. Made it to the grid. I saw it. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. How boring could it have been if you put the picture up? Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Okay. Yeah, but what uh, did why what, what happened in Las Vegas? Why was it just all right? Uh, like I said, like her family was there, and um, so I, I the one thing I don't like to talk about too much is family, so I don't want to get into that part of it. But now, uh, now, cut it, done. Tell me about LA. What happened at the comedy store? Yeah, so went to LA, and then we went uh, to Disneyland. That's why we were over there, and then we went to the comedy store, and uh, I go there, and, and it was amazing. Um, Fitzsimmons was up there and uh, so we get there oh so I call them and they, it said sold out on the internet so I was like oh shit mm-hmm. of course it's sold out because I'm calling them day of yeah uh, I mean I know they do shows basically every day but or they used to so I call them and uh, some some lady answered her name was I've told this story before on the podcast too by the way folks so sorry but uh, so Sarah Lee answers this random chick and uh, I'm like, hey, you guys got any tickets for tonight? She's like, hey, who, who are you calling about? Like, why do you want to be here? I was like, I heard Theo Vaughn's going to be there, Tom Segura. And I'm just in, I'm not from here. So I wanted to come, I've wanted to come to Comedy Store. And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. And she gives me uh, a ticket for me and my girlfriend for free. What? I, I don't know if they do that all the time. But she said, just come in, come to the front, and you're good. It's a two-drink minimum, of course. But I ended up drinking yeah. like 19 drinks. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So got into the comedy store for free, and uh, so and then Fitzsimmons is up there. I saw. I was there from 7 p.m. until 2 a.m. Yeah. And um, how many I, beers did you drink? Uh, me personally, I guess I had nine. Nine. <laughs> nine Coronas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not. By the way, uh, it's it, it sounds a lot like I'm an alcoholic. I'm a I'm a jokingly alcoholic. Can I you joke drink about like, it. What, just like. What? What's stepping like at like seven Coronas, like slurry? Fall asleep, fall asleep. Fall no, asleep? I don't. I don't get drunk. I drink uh, after about five of them. I start getting sleepy and then I fall asleep. <laughs> you just drunk, drunk, sleep. So were yeah. you asleep at the comedy store? Yeah, I, I was asleep at the table. No, you're <laughs> no. Okay. no, no, no. So I, I'm pumped to be there. And uh, Greg Fitzsimmons is up there. I like him quite a bit, but I like everybody who's going to be there that night. I saw Whitney Cummings. I saw. I'm not going to go through the list. So anyway, um, Greg Fitzsimmons, uh, there's these two stoner kids up at the front, and uh, he starts talking to them. He's like, hey, wh- what are you guys doing there? You guys, you guys stoners? Because uh, they were going in and out, uh, and I guess Greg doesn't like that because he's a seasoned vet of the comedy store, and uh, so they were smoking weed going in and out, and uh, he starts chirping them and calling them stoners, and they just, they just walked out. 
yeah. walked out right in the middle of the of the comedy show. And then um, I guess these are more of celebrity wow stories than they are actual funny stories, by the way. So I apologize. Okay. Uh, and then um, I went out to the parking lot and uh, Elijah Schlinger, you know her? She's the blonde chick. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, well, I was in the audience and I took off my sweater at one point just while I was watching. And she's like, hey, look at this hot guy. She like starts, she starts calling me a hot guy. Yeah. Wow. Oh. In the audience. And then, uh, which, which was an amazing moment for me, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, of course, I didn't say a word because I was terrified. But yeah. then I went outside you're drunk, to. You're drunk too. You can't, you don't yeah. want to yeah. close yourself like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then I went outside because I wanted to have the one, the one joint that I brought. And I did that. And then I saw her in the parking lot and she talked to me a little bit. Nice. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, I was pumped to, I was just pumped to be there. It's a, what an amazing place. Like, I'm not surprised it's your favorite place. Cause, uh, just walking around there is awesome. Like the halls yeah. and I loved it. LA is a cool, I mean, I, I love LA, man. I, you know, I, again, like I was kind of talking about this to begin with. It's like in San Francisco for the longest time, there's this like stigma about LA where they're like, Oh, everybody in San Francisco, you know, like there's like LA people are like super superficial and all this kind of stuff. But I and I and I also really love San Francisco and, and, and people in LA kind of a thing about San Francisco. But I love San Francisco. It's one of the best cities in the entire world. I've spent my I, I just it has such a special place in my heart. I love the city. I used to be a journalist in the city. I was a teacher in the city. Like I'm very connected to that place. And it's um, but what was really interesting to see is like I moved there. I lived there from like 2006 to 2016 or. Uh, 2006, no, 2006 to 2018, and during that time, it really, really changed in the whole tech boom and everything that everybody talked about, and what I found is that at the, by the end of the, the time when I was looking at San Francisco, a lot of it had actually started to embody the negative stereotypes about Los Angeles, whereas in Los Angeles, as the city itself grew up a bit more and expanded and had these different things going on, oh, LA, yeah. It's in an, in an interesting way. Has like a lot of very down to earth people to, uh, as well. Okay, and the other thing about LA is like the LA stereotype also constantly self is valid is validated. So like you'll literally see. I saw this once. I saw a guy in a pink Cadillac driving down Lincoln Boulevard with a Santa hat on, big white beard, talking on a cell phone. <laughs> I saw it. It wasn't like a fucking oh. set. It wasn't a thing. It was just a guy having himself a Wednesday. Eccentric like, people. It's just amazing. Yeah. It, 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 there's just yeah. so much. The energy, oh. hey? Yeah, we live two different lives right? because, yeah, like the people, my life up here is very low energy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can where's see how. This, where's this conversation on your energy spectrum, like energy spectrum, like high, low, middle? Uh, high. I would say above, yeah. above middle. Yeah, like, this, um, it, like just so you know. Yeah, like not to insult people from here, like, but um, yeah, people here are very. Everybody just just sits in their damn house, man. Nobody yeah. nobody uh, wants to get out and talk to people, you know, discuss yeah. things, that kind of stuff. Very conservative here. So well, like, would, like just so you, like somebody like you um, is it would yeah would be on the higher end of the spectrum here in terms of like opinions. You have opinions. You know how to defend them. We talked about Corona and we didn't get into a fight. Like that's like unique. People here they hold their opinions very staunchly. Yeah. Uh, very conservative. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'll tell you what. Like, there's a lot going on here, and this is definitely the highlight of my day. So, I oh, mean, awesome. I, 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 this is great. Yeah. It's it's really, um, yeah. It's all about 
it's all about uh, meeting people, you know. I'm yeah, really happy that we were able to do this. Anytime you want to. If yeah. you ever want me to come back, just let me know. We can yeah. shoot the shit whatever. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to get to that. Thanks, man. Yeah, I was just going to say that, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for coming uh, and doing this today because um, you're a bigger deal than me just by virtue of where you live. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so yeah, so I want to say thanks for coming on, um, and uh, thanks for how thanks for promoting my name. <laughs> yeah, you got it, bud. Yeah, yeah hey, yeah. you know us. You know we got the we got to work together. We have that central pH, and if there's one thing that's for sure, those STV people, SEV people, bunch of hosers. Fuck those people. Yeah, Fucking, we should we should yeah. make hats where it's like um, the A the E versus the V, you know. Yeah, like I mean it's it's it, it, because also, it. I guess nobody would get it unless your name is Stefan. <laughs> oh, Stefan. And here's the thing: every single person who's ever met me, uh, in school and everything, when they're reading my name first before they meet me, it's all they always say Stefan. Yes. I I well uh, yeah, and that's why it's a big deal for me. I to get meet a lot you. of Stephen. Now, Cause I'm always like, no, it's Steven. No, it's Steven. And you're like, fuck yeah, my name's Stefan. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we've had, we've both lived our whole lives like that. It's hilarious. Cause I've had the Great. same thing, but a lot of times people call me Steven. So, but yeah, hey, we, we got lots more to talk about on another one like this. We can talk more about our names too and get into that. But uh, I just wanted to uh, to thank you for coming on, and uh, I guess I'll see you again soon. You betcha, Stefan. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Uh, stay safe safe up there in Canada. I've really enjoyed meeting you and talking yeah. to you. It's been yeah, good a blast. luck with your comedy, man. Get out there and uh, as soon as you feel safe to go out, get out there and do some shows. I know we should all start, start getting back to normal, hopefully. Yeah, you bet, my man. Yeah. Uh- Thanks for listening, and any questions or concerns for the show, as well as voice recordings and voice messages that you'd like us to listen to, or advertisement inquiries, please forward those along to CanadianTalkWithStefan at gmail.com. Thanks. We also have a website, stephanjackson.ca, where you can find a back catalogue of all our episodes. And we're also on YouTube, where you can find the video versions. Canadian Talk.